0: tuned in to La Mesita production. Continuing with La Mesita is Kinky P. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another chapter on La Mesita. My name is Mere and i On this occasion, we have a talented selector of reggae music and promoter of the sound system culture. Kinky Pink focuses on traditional sound system culture from Jamaica playing the classics and latest international reggae sounds.
1: She has participated in multiple and national festivals, a, a lover of vinyl culture, and member of the Beat Sound System Collective. Today with us, Kinky P. Welcome to La Mesita, Kinky P.
2: gracias. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm So happy to be here.
0: <laughs> it's really good. How are you today, Kinky P? Did you enjoy a good time with your loved ones yesterday?
2: <laughs> yes, I I'm doing good. Um, uh, I didn't have a big gathering. I actually had um, a gathering um, about a week ago, um, just so that I could um, so that we can meet with family um, beforehand because my husband actually worked, so we had to do this um, earlier and. Um, so I had to enjoy, um, I got to enjoy some turkey and, and Thanksgiving dinner before everybody. And I'm actually not jealous of how much um, people were waiting in line and um, looking desperately for products and items that were off the shelves or that were um, being rationed or already bought out. Um, so. I I still have some stuffing and um, a neighbor's going to give me a piece of turkey again just in in case you know that I want some, but I'm I'm good. Um, How about you, ladies?
1: I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think mine was pretty okay, spent it with like my inside family here in the house. We had some food, yeah. I can relate with with jennifer i did the same we had like a little small
0: gathering here at home and we like watch movies and enjoy dinner together but yeah a little of what we investigated is that you collect vinyls what is the importance of having this physical material could you explain to us since
2: the digital age is very popular among a new generation absolutely so i actually have some vinyls with me here just in case um, I am. So I'm a visual artist as well, and I'm an, I'm an art teacher, and I'm very visual, and I I like um, I like the to look at the labels. I like to look at the artwork. Um, that's how I memorize. Um, so I don't necessarily read. I don't have to read the the name of the track anymore. I can just flip through them and look at the label and know exactly what song that is. Mm-hmm. And um. And that just happens automatically in my mind, and that's how it is. I love, um, yeah, like I love touching something, you know, and taking care of it. Um, I love rewinding it by hand. I love that um, that you use a, a needle, and that is such a fine, beautiful thing that reads the music, and. Um, Co- collectivity of, um, of vinyl, you know, that, you know, you still, um, you're building a collection. It's something that is going to be worth, worth, uh, for a long time. And, um, some of this label, some of this, um, 45s are, you know, either not going to be printed anymore. Sometimes they only print 500 of them and maybe there's only 20 available in the world. So it's the pride of having, um, unique finds that nobody has or that you know you can only buy the reissue of it um so yeah i i love i just love flipping through them and i think it's it's is one of the most important uh, pillars of the music that I love to play and that I that I create things for.
1: It's really interesting <laughs> about the culture and the sound system. How did you start to get involved and like promote this movement?
2: So everything started um, back in 2000. I started really getting into reggae and um, specifically dub music. It was during a time where people used to download things from this uh, website called Napster, and there was like LimeWire. There was a couple of different ones, and um, it was an illegal way of getting music. Okay, <laughs> and so um, you would look into people's. Basically, you're sharing your your um, your library with all these other community members, and people can you you can exchange files, you know. So I was looking for this like funky jazz band called um, Medeski Martin and Wood. And somehow I found this King Tubby track. And King Tubby is um, one of the pioneers, producers of um, Jamaican reggae music and dub uh, from Jamaica. And um, I ran into this song and dub music is um, it's mainly um, it focuses on the dub or the lows the bass It uses echo so whoa, wo 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 and reverb <laughs> which like expands the sound and um, and that's what king toby did he he messed with he messed around with so- sound and created um, created dub and I fell in love with it, and I started to dig up for more and more and more. And um, so I eventually started getting into a lot of more reggae to find out well, what's the roots, where did this come from, what, is, um, what was before this, what was after this. And there's so many branches of reggae music. It's uh, one of the, most, the fastest evolving um, genres um, of music. And um, so little by little learning more and more, um, I just got really into it. And I started to go see other Chicago selectors um, that were doing all vinyl nights in Wicker Park. And, um, you know, I consider them my, my teachers. Um, they, Moambesa um, they, Sound, it was um, Marcus I, Frenchy, and JB three of them, they would put this night. And um, that's how I started to learn more about it, more about roots. And um, and then eventually, um, I was so involved and so into it and going to every night like that that I could. Um, and I started to uh, print, I started to create art. So I, I, I learned how to do silk screening. And I created this this clothing company called Kinky Reggae, which is why my name is Kinky P. I called this this company, I called it Kinky Reggae based on a Bob Marley song called Kinky Reggae. And I started doing all of the prints. I started printing the pictures of different artists, speakers, um, records, parties, turntables. And um, I started to sell my, my shirts in festivals around Chicago. My mom, she helped me do a lot of the girls' shirts like we like we still actually do. We cut shirt, male shirts, and make them into women. We put mesh and stra- straps on them. We started to do this together, and I started to sell at these festivals. People started to get to know me, and they were like, La Kinky, La Kinky, you know, I viene La Kinky. And that's how, you know, that name sort of stuck with me. And eventually, after years of doing that, I, I started to sponsor selectors, meaning like, I would do the design of the shirts. actually wearing one one of my beatdown sound shirts mm-hmm. that I that I made as well. And I printed myself. And I started to sponsor different selectors, different bands. And I would go set up, you know, set up with the table. Eventually I started to buy more and more records. And then my friends, those friends that were doing those nights, the Muhammesa nights, and there was Rickshaw who was doing um, this other night at Sonotech. And then there was Lava Lounge, Red used to do that. And there was, so there was all this like foundation, like, and what I mean foundation is like music with conscious lyrics, with a message. There is reggae out there that, you know, translates into reggaeton, you know, like that is more about dancing, about shaking and whatever, you know. And that's cool too, you know, it's, it's, it's part of it. But the foundation, and the real meaning of reggae and dub, it's rooted to this, to its message, you know, because it talks about the struggles of the people. It talks about a time where, you know, there was the diaspora and the time where there was just so much suffering out there and um, how these people, you know, like stood up for their rights, how they kept their head up through prayer, to thanking Jah, you know, to, to taking a... a Greater being um, for surviving these terrible things and um, the poverty and the ghettos of Jamaica. The message, you know, is like one of the most important things in this music. And um, my friends and those people that I just talked about, they cater to to that. They cater to that message. And eventually, you know, people started moving and they started going to you know close. They closed down. Um, a couple of the places and um, things like that so eventually there was not many nights there left and i was i found myself you know sort of like what is happening you know you know we need to make this work and so eventually I was like, you know what? I'm going to start playing records because nobody has anybody to play. You know, nobody can play records for me. So I'm going to play records for myself. And that is how um, I started to play records. And I was part of um, one of the greatest roots um, nights in Chicago at the Double Door. Um, Simmerdown there, um, Cosmos gave me the chance to play one day for my the first time my debut. And after that, you know, just been playing all over the place. And it's not until later, until about three years ago, that um, we decided to build a sound system to bring the sound system culture to Chicago. But that actually, you know, that happened after many years of going back and forth to Europe and seeing how the sound system culture is happening over there, how well received is over there, how well received and thriving is in Mexico. Mexico has so many sound systems, like way more than the United States, you know, and we share some similar stories as people, uh, Mexicans and Jamaicans. we sort of have the same tricks, you know, the same problems, the same poverty, the same issues. So I think there is like that identification in between the cultures, you know, that happens. And so, like I said, I, I travel the world looking, uh, following sound system and... Feeling it, the first time that I felt the bass hit my body, the the mids hit my body, and like hearing the different levels of the sound and how amplifying, clean that was, I was hooked, and I started to sort of follow it around the world. And eventually, I said, you know what? Why am I following this around the world when um, we can bring this to Chicago, and Chicago deserves it as a international music city you know they have to have their their foot at the door with this you know and so that's what we we try to do with beatdown sound and um so far you know we were doing great except covid came (laughs) and ruined it
1: (laughs) are there any women who are owners or builders of sound systems like could you like mention any that you admire or you know
2: yeah there is this crew um out in brazil sao paulo feminine hi-fi actually Lely Aruda, she moved to Chicago um, last year and um, her and her husband um, they have a child he actually works for the Bulls and that's how they met and he she ended up coming here she's part of this collective female collective that have their own sound system she's a singer they traveled internationally they played internationally at big festivals and um, they, they're big big Deal in Brazil. I really admire them a lot because um, you know it's hard to see a such a talented group of women together and um, and running a sound at the same time. So yeah, that's 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 one of the that's one of the collectives that I admire the most. And in you know big ups to them. We actually had the chance to work with Leili, Leila Haruda here. We did a um, a stream um, live session once. And we were planning on doing all kinds of things together. Um, but again, we're waiting for that when she comes back and things get better, <laughs> we'll bring her crew as well and uh, make this an international affair.
1: What has been your most memorable moment in your career as a Selecta?
2: My most memorable moment was in 2018. I got invited by this beautiful, beautiful family in um, San Francisco, Mazapa, Teotihuacan. So I played at the Teotihuacan pyramids in Mexico, and I was received, uh, not only I got to play it in such a spiritual ancestral place, but I was received by this awesome family and um, I was staying in their home, which is a 300 year old home that is still, you know, this. El poblado is still like built on top of ruins, you know? And it was um the place was magical, the, the time was magical, it was an outdoor thing. The pyramids were literally um five blocks away from where was I was at and just the, the people experiencing um el pueblo and y, y la gente and being received like I was Selena or something. Like I felt so humbled, you know, the the mother um, of, of the person who invited me, she made um, this beautiful mole for like a week in actual fire and leña, you know? Things like that, that like people are going out of their way to, to welcome you. And for me, it's just like, no, thank you for bringing me here. And they're like, no, thank you for coming, you know? And it just tells you that, you know, we have a beautiful country. We have beautiful people and, um, and they're lovely. And, you know, we have to be proud of who we are because, um, that's where like our good intentions and good, good people and good vibes come from, you know, like our people like that. So, um, That was one of the most memorable things, is playing at uh, Teotihuacan, con los Teotihuacanos.
0: (laughs) We also know that apart from being a, a selector, you are also an educator. What has been your challenges of this 2020? Oof.
2: <laughs> oh my God. I've been a teacher for 15 years. And um, in the beginning, well, over the summer, I was planning my lessons and I was a little overconfident. And I was like, I oh got this. No problem. You'll see, I've been doing this forever and blah, blah, blah. No, my school, we do, uh, because of what I do, I'm, a, I'm the art teacher. So I have students from sophomore through um, senior. So I have different ages and the way that they do it at my school is like one day the sophomores and freshmen come, the other day the juniors and seniors come. So I only get to see half the class. I have to teach half the class on the computer Mm -hmm. at the same time as half the class in person. So there is a lot of technical issues that can happen like connecting your computer to the projector and connecting the Zoom call and making sure that everybody's there and taking attendance and answering everybody's questions. And so by the time that you start to teach, I mean, already 20 minutes have gone by because of uh, dealing with logistics and and dealing with the things that you need to take care of before you start a class. And of course, as an art teacher, um, not having real materials and um, only seeing students once a week it really forced me to move towards more graphic design. So I've been using Adobe Draw, Adobe Photoshop on their iPads. All the students have to have an iPad and, um, and an iPad. So I've been showing them how to do graphic design and how to draw with using these programs. So it hasn't been a 100% typical experience in the art class. You know, it's better than nothing. There's there's. Really, what is the option there? So when they are in person, I try to give them as much material and much things that they can do, but we're just focusing also day by day, trying to deal with everybody's mental health, you know, me included. As an adult, it's hard for me, and I know how hard it is for my students as well dealing with being adolescents, dealing with the changes, uh, everything, the stress that they they go through, you know, from their parents. When you see your parents that they're they're stressed out, of course, it's going to get to you as well. So, you know, everybody's going, everybody's on their last, on their last leg here, you know, like the people are really trying hard to keep optimistic and do things like this. Okay, let's continue with what we do. And you know, like I've been going live as well. I've been playing online and just trying to make it work. Um, but it's very hard. It's very hard. And, um, and we are looking at the winter, you know, like we're looking at a couple months of, you know, miserable Chicago indoors, hanging out with nobody.
0: Yeah. Well, we and La Mesita take things very serious, but we also like to be funny. So here are a couple of questions. All right. have never had to help a guy out with his levels. If so, what was their reaction?
2: The, oh, yes, I have. Um, <laughs> they, they're like, you know, they, they sort of look at me twice. Like, what? As a woman selectress, um, a lot of men have come and just stuck their hands in my knobs. Um, or they have they have the audacity of bringing their phone and taking a picture of my record, which rah, don't do that. And, um, you know, they've just been rude. So I try a different approach. I actually go up to them and be like, Hey, man, um, turn down the highs, you know, or like, <laughs> um, turn down the bass, or, um, you know, more gain over here, or you know, you're peaking, you know, like it's uh, So, you know, I try to do it in a way that, um, that I would want somebody to let me know because of the way that people have let me know in the past have been rude because I'm a woman and they automatically think that I don't know what I'm doing. And, uh, so I try to do it in a different way, you know, like, and please, you know, and anybody who's listening out there, if my levels are off, come and let me know.
1: If you had an overly massive sound system, what kind of music would you play? Reggae yeah. or India?
2: You know, my my sound system is pretty pretty big and it's it's um <laughs> it has four scoops, so four basses. Um it's a, it's a wall of sound. Um and it's really really loud. It has eruption scoops which pushes the bass on a different level. Um it's clean. I have beautiful amps. It's tuned really well. And um, I play reggae on it, right? I, I love reggae. But having said that, I also know that, and you know, in Mexico there is this, there was this big movement of sonideros, and that is why um, sound system culture is so big over there as well. Um, it's because of the sonideros, people putting together uh, massive speakers and playing cumbia in the streets of Mexico City. So I would be, you know, I actually. You know this this the sound system was made for the city, and um, we have talked about having different events that cater to the different types of music that that thrive here in the city. So um, I would love to have in you know a cumbia dedicated party for the sound as well, and um, and I don't discriminate on what type of music. I think that um, house would be would sound amazing in it, and of course you have to tune it. Uh, prior to the event to make sure that you're hitting the types of sound that that are going to um showcase the music better so anything <laughs> at this point anything i would love to play it out
1: <laughs> we you your love pizza what kind of pizza do you like do you think pineapple belongs on pizza <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know i um I don't think it's a, a, a super sin, sin to put pineapples on pizza. <laughs> um, you know, and, like, if there is, a like, a right looking pizza with pineapple and some ham in there, I would totally dig into it. Um, and my favorite pizza, it has to be Rico Benny's Pan Sausage Pizza. Mm-hmm. That sounds yeah. good,
0: <laughs> unique but sounds good
2: <laughs> but yeah, no, I would have I had a taco pizza the other day it was delicious it was the best they had ground beef it had jalapeños and cheddar cheese and chorizo or algo así. it was oh no beans it had beans smeared in there too mm. what? so you know pizza is versatile and um, you know like just keep keep doing it you're always going to want to go back to your regular tomato sauce and cheese but um it's always good to explore you know that is how that's how new art new music new things they evolve from you know they sort of like mix and match together and new things evolve from them so um same with us you know we're all mixing with each other we're all um we're in a big melting pot everything the whole world is a melting pot so Might as well be uh, experimental pizza as well too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, finally, to say goodbye, what message would you give to all selectors and DJs on this planet?
2: What message? Um, You know, the message to all the DJs out there is, um, you know, to keep to keep the message going. Um, Use your platform to to pass on on uh, a good, positive message for the youth try to use you know the the space and time that you have and, and share it out for for good vibes and for the growth of our of our youth and community and the world as a whole and to like speak up about issues and speak up about the troubles that everybody is um, experiencing and to keep on doing it and right now it's a time where people are, um that are not essential workers are struggling to keep, you know, a roof over their heads, to keep their stomachs full. And um, and this is happening all over the world. So, you know, um, keep on doing what you love. And even if it's like going live, even if it's just um, going on a Zoom call and playing for, for friends, you know, try to continue to do what you love so that um, when we're ready, when we're ready to come out of this, um you're ready to come out of this because i'm gonna be ready and i've been buying bi- records <laughs> and i've been practicing so let's
1: go
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much kinky p for your, for your valuable time wisdom and being able to chat with us it's a it's truly an honor
2: it was an honor for me um it, thank you so much this this interview was was really good and you you ladies are lovely and you know you have you're beautiful and young and you have the world ahead of you enjoy it um take care of it and um you know hit me up if you need any anything <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you kinky p but where can we find you on social media
2: uh, that's a great question so you can find me on um on instagram p 420 um i am on twitter as empress kinky p um i am kinky p on facebook and i'm also kin- kinky um, mm-hmm. underscore p on twitch which i've been doing my mixes i've been going live on twitch more often because they don't um they don't kick you out And so if you catch me live, you can listen to my whole entire set and um, they are not going to block out any copyrighted material until after they post the entire set, they would block off whatever songs. But if you catch me live, you can see the whole entire enchilada. So I hope you can catch me there and um, yeah, Beatdown Sound System, Chicago, Um, everybody. Keep your head up, cheer up, and um, here we are.
1: <laughs> we also want to thank everyone who listens to Lumpin' Radio and our YouTube channel. Have a nice day, and remember that you are listening to La Mesita Locali. My name is Jenny. See you soon. Much love.